Hello guys, welcome to the GCR Podcast Network. This is the 37th Battalion Podcast. It's a three-part mini-series looking back on the Occupy Jilobi protests. And I have with me Anissa and Doji. And we are going to discuss the role people in the background, the volunteers, the organizers, played in making the protests a success, making the protests more impactful than a lot of people thought it would be on the first day. So, I mean... Let's get into the discussion and Doji Anisa. When did you, when exactly did you feel like you were swept into what was happening on the day? I, I don't know. Anisa, who is that? Answer first. Okay. Um me specifically, I have to I have to come clean and put this out there. Mm-hmm. I did not intend on going for the protests. I'll not I'll not lie about it. You want to share why? Uh those who like know me know that like I have been like literally protesting with my entire career as an artist ever since mm-hmm. I started. So when the protest was being advertised by um, the organizers from Democracy Hub, to me it looked like this was an opportunity for people who were angry and did not have anywhere to direct the anger to to go and walk on the streets. I'll be honest, that is what it looked like to me. And I was not interested in doing that because I felt like I've complained about this thing. <laughs> what is working on the streets going to achieve? But then um, I I've had like I have conversations like on private social media and like in person with some of my friends and colleagues that oh what's going on? And I do agree that people had to go out, but not me. But then when it was Thursday and I was trying to follow on social media in the morning and I saw that people were arrested. And I saw some of them were people I knew, like you were arrested, Amma was arrested, Prince was arrested. And then there were other people that I didn't know then, um, Kabachika, Nilexis and Co. And it was scary because all of a sudden, people are tweeting from the back of police cars and then we don't hear from them again. And I was like, nah, if we we not do something, we left these people, that would be it. Like, what the police were doing was wrong. So that's that, that was my only motivation to get in. Because like, I saw citizens fighting for what they believe was like their way of showing the government that we do not like what is going on and then them just getting arrested for no reason. I was like, nah, if we left, like, if we don't do something, we could hear scary stories because we didn't know where people were, we didn't know what was going on. So specifically for me, that is how I got involved. Okay, Anissa, how about you? Honestly, like, Doji, <laughs> I wasn't planning on going. I asked my mom the night before and... Genuinely, I wasn't paying attention to everything, but I wanted to go and support. I didn't know it was going to be a three-day protest festival. I thought it was just going to be the Nkrumah Day. So I asked my mom the night before. She's like, no, don't go. Don't go. I don't want anything to happen to you. You're my only daughter. Don't go. I said, okay, I won't go. So I even woke up around 10 a.m. that day. Then I heard that ah, they've arrested people. I said, ah, arrested because of what? Then I saw the videos and I got very worried. So I was speaking with Doji and we decided that, okay, we didn't get arrested. We too, we didn't go. So the best thing we can do is mobilize um, people, mobilize fans to try and get the people food and water. Because 
at that time, we heard that they said they're not going to give them bail. Me too, I said... It, it didn't even start with the fans. Um, it, it started uh, with, yeah, with the lawyers. lawyers because the lawyers. we saw lawyers putting out their numbers on the TL mm-hmm. and then they were saying uh, people have been trying to reach them, numbers are busy and things. So I'm like, what if we can get uh, people who are ready and available at home, like me, who are not doing anything that yeah. day, who can answer calls? So if you've been arrested immediately, you, 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 you can't reach a lawyer. Let's like, get this number of um, these people's yeah. phone numbers out there. You call them, they take notes, and reach the lawyer on your behalf because and the lawyers the were lawyer. super busy. Mm-hmm. And people were on the run and having their phones seized. Yeah. So that was how it started. That we, was so crazy. I spoke to Anita. We put out a tweet. People we knew, people we didn't know were reaching out to us that I'm down. Some of them were not even in Accra. And then we created a group chat and then the numbers came in there. Yeah. And then after that, someone suggests, I'm close to this police station. I want to go and check and see what is happening there. Okay, go. If anything, let us know. Uh, then... Um, by the time we realized, so people are reaching out to us. This my friend got arrested, and yeah, it was scary because they are sending, they are sending Twitter accounts, and some of them is online friends. Like you don't know, yeah, you don't know the person. Yeah. Yeah. But then you follow that person. This person got arrested. Mm-hmm. Can you find them? And I'm like, bro, you your friend? You don't <laughs> know anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was so crazy. Like so somebody who sent me, please, this is my friend's name, and like, can you get where they are in my mind? I'm like, bro, I don't know how I'll find them for you, but yes. I'll try my best. It was, mm-hmm. it was a very very crazy yes. experience. So how did you start actually finding and pinpointing where the people were because so, we were scattered all over? Um, someone in the group chat was saying uh, she went to one particular police station mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was the same story we were hearing from the lawyers. They would ask who are you looking for specifically and yeah. tell you the person isn't there. And um, they wouldn't let you speak to any protester. If you cannot say you know this person, name. this is the name, like yes. And so she was like, she wants to give them food and water. And they allowed her to give them water. So we're like, mm-hmm. okay, if we can get food and water to people, we might be able to get their identities. Mm-hmm. And so that was how it started. We, yeah. we decided, okay, let's see if we can really raise funds fast. for food and water. And then it just blew up into something. So we now, by the time we realized, we met in town, moving from police station, are you guys okay? Do you need water? Do you need food? And that's how, like, the officers relax because it's me with my rasta. I show up there. I say, <laughs> I want to talk to the protesters. They are like, who are you? Are you a lawyer? What is going on? Who are you looking for? I said, no, I am a concerned Ghanaian. I want to make sure they've eaten and then they have water. It, call just one of them. Let me just get the number of them there so I go and get the food. So that's how we're able to speculate. Oh, there's like 19 people at this station. There's like 15 here. There's five here. And then we were able to pin some identities to some of them. And that helped. Mm. But uh, it's very scary because some of the reports that came to us included people being taken to certain police stations that at the end of the day, when everything was done, we realized that these were not officially part of the ones where people were taken. So mm-hmm. it's... Yeah. So in your per your account, did the number of people you were dealing with tally with the 49, the no, government? There, there, were, there were some people specifically that I know of who um, got rounded up um, and were sent to a station. So while I'm hot in the sun with Anissa going from station to station trying to locate, in the back of my mind, I have it that 
hey, this person has been arrested. We still don't know where they where are. This person is. Out of the blue, I get a message and they are like, oh, yeah, I was like five other people. We were sent to a station around airport. We were there for a while and then uh, these are not my words. This is what the person told me. They, they said, um, the police at that station said, because you were not arrested with the first batch of people, we can release you because the, this whole thing came as like an order from above. So pay <laughs> thousand cities per head and we'll release you. <laughs> That's what happened. Ghana police. Yes. And this person said they were willing and ready to pay because they had a flight to the following day. Mm-hmm. But they, they couldn't pay that. So they were able to beg that, oh, we'll give you 400 per head and was able to arrange for money to come from their office, which was close by, to pay for everyone that they got arrested with. And they were released. And he said, at that moment, while they were being released, a car was coming in with five other people, now being detained, brought in protesters. And we never got to that police station. When, from all the info that happened at Regional, it seemed that was not on the list of police station but at the end of the day everyone who got arrested one way or the other was accounted for so it's very scary it's like there was an unlawful order from above and And within that order there were also those executing that unlawful order doing their also personal Mm. unlawful acts (laughs) milking the whole situation yeah Yeah. so me in my opinion i when i saw the press release that it was just 49 protesters it was not 49 protesters it was more than that i think it i think it would be around 50 60 70 people who were arrested because when they arrested them they didn't just leave them arrested. regional had the most like people there but they didn't just leave them there they spread them around the capital so you get 15 people here, five people here, 10 people here, six people here. And I realized that ah, 49, nah, it cannot be 49 people. It was, it was more than, but I think they said 49 to reduce the fear or hostility. So it's like, oh, we just arrested 49 people. It's not that much. Because if the actual number did come out, it would have been different. Mm. I, I, I don't ask for the number and that's... Personally, I, I can't speak to it. I don't know what was the rationale behind all of that. But um, one thing I didn't understand was um, why the police arrest people and tell them, we are sending you to this specific station. Mm-hmm. And then they now take your communication devices from you mm-hmm. and send you to a different place. And mm-hmm. they don't allow the lawyers to speak to you either. So, like, for some people, it was like over seven hours they hadn't spoken what to What is the rationale behind that, if not to instill fear yeah. into the person? Mm-hmm. And uh, I might sound a certain way, but I've had experiences with police in Accra. Like, say, I'm a Rasta boy, I have logs. <laughs> I'm used to police profiling, I'm used to random searches and things like that. And so I know how um, sometimes these people can behave. And if this is not your everyday reality, you are used to like seeing the police on your side as they are here to protect you. The not police are your friend. Exactly. Vampire <laughs> is your friend. Me, if you tell me that, I feel scared because I get profiled a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very scary thing. You never really get used to it. But it keeps you on edge and makes you 
learn better about like your rights, police conducts, and things like that. Even though those things really don't work here, you know, so that at the end of the day, it can help your case one way or the other. Yeah. Yes. So I think, did you guys feel like you had bitten on more than you could chew at some point in the day? Because it's like a lot of people calling with their concerns, their complaints, yeah. missing persons, and you were just to, by that point, or did more people kind of... We, we were not just to, I'll yeah. be honest about that. We had, like, there's a whole group chat with so many names. So if so I say... I'm going to start mentioning names now. <laughs> I'll mention finish. some and forget some. There were people that were not even following us. We, we know them. Yeah, we just got to know them through this. So it wasn't just us. And me specifically, this is what, like, it's, it's, it's the way it happened. That's what sustained my interest. And I didn't feel like I was biting more than I could chew till everything was over because... For the first time ever in my life, I saw everyday Ghanaians coming forward to say, I see what is happening. This is how I can support. And people were bringing their best feet forward. Yeah. So if someone is going to look back at everything that happened and say, oh, Occupy Jolobi was successful because of me and what I did, the person is lying to you. <laughs> like, they are yeah. crook in the making. <laughs> Don't believe them. Because it was, it was like... It was a joint effort. A decentralized, organized thing, in the sense that I have an idea, I put it out there. For example, um, on the second day, uh, while we were, in fact, on the first day, we were looking at, okay, there's going to be a protest happening on the second day and third day. What can the volunteers we got be, like, what can they do mm -hmm. to support? And... In terms of volunteers we got, we got people who were a medical team on standby. Yeah. So extent that Anissa and I did not have to do any form of medical strategy because we reached out and were like, we need doctors and health workers who are available. Someone came forward and it's like, I can reach out to doctors. And then the person did that. If they needed any sort of funding or something like that, they came to us from the funds that we were able to raise, yeah. we yeah, send we the money, get receipts, account for it. So um, we had different volunteers at that. There was a medical team, there was a whole team of people doing research to get like fact-checked information mm -hmm. for designers making infographics. Yeah. There were people who were ready to share that. There were people who volunteered their personal blogs, their personal YouTube channels, social media pages and things to become like interim media outlets reporting the experiences of the people happening. We had a volunteer team of writers ready to write articles on what is going on. Uh, in terms of in-person, we had like our people who were ready to go to the stations and yeah, share food. Yeah, share food and all of that. And then the sharing of the foods the following day, water, raincoats. Yeah, getting <laughs> the buses to and from locations. We had all... All of that, and the funny thing is, none of it was planned. Like, <laughs> absolutely, like yeah, it felt spontaneous. It. But yeah. It was, yeah, it was spontaneous. And then, as much as yeah. it's looking back at it, some parts weren't very organized. It was pretty organized for the time period that we yes. had. Yes, and because like, it was it was so crazy because the bus idea came 
the, the night before. At 12 a.m. of the third day. That was when we got the idea to get buses. Mm-hmm. So when it was around, um, I think, 8 a.m., we're now calling stations that, yes. please, we need a bus. Can you, do you, can you take them to and from right. something? Do you go? Few stations or... Yeah. Like, yeah. And we even got church orders. So like, Some oh, of them were like, we're not taking anything. Just, just give us four. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it was... It was it was so crazy and it was there was a little bit of pressure but the pressure was more compared to what we were doing like me personally like my patriotism that died a long time ago it came back it came back and i was just like wow so we can actually fight for ourselves Mm -hmm. when the time is right okay i think i think i i i can work with people like this yeah and it was like it was it was just very very beautiful and we are the generation that they refer to us as like the lazy youth <laughs> that lazy. we like complaining we we, we 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 don't like work but here were young people bringing their best feet forward to support what they saw was happening and Honestly, see me, I'm proud. I'm proud of like very, very proud. Young and yes. Because look at me, I'm a baby. Yo. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm just 22 years old. I'm a baby. I mean, there were like 22, 23 year olds who are like, 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 we are not, we, really we are not supposed to be thinking about these things. So, like, I might be on school. I'm, I don't yeah. do partisan politics. In fact, I don't pay attention to politics in this country. But here I was looking, this is, this is, this is what is happening. You guys come and do this. I'm like, Look at what this person has yeah. done to somebody like me. Soft <laughs> life babe like me. Bro. I'm out there. And I didn't mind being out there because I felt like if, for example, I'm a concerned citizen, if a concerned citizen doesn't put their foot forward, what about those who have been going through it since, since that like, the more like the bad things keep happening, they're, they're just like, eh, it's normal. It's just yeah, normal. Like, okay. This is what we're going through. It's normal. If we don't put our foot forward, we can't fight for them and they wouldn't also get the energy to fight for themselves eventually. <laughs> so it was just, it was an eye-opening experience, especially on the third day. The third day, I thought the second day people came, but they weren't a lot. So the third day, I was like, oh, people will come, but, you know, maybe 600, 700. I came the third day, 1,000, 1,500 people, 2,000 people. So did, did like, you feel like 2,000? It was, I have a we, ordered of skills, over, so. we ordered about 1,500 packs of food. And everything went... Everything went no. except for I think, I think about 50, 60. You have to do it right. Yeah, we shared in the day. We shared to like, the poor people. Who it was so many people because shoes. they were so tired. It was mostly the youth, too, actually. They were so tired. The older people, even my relatives, they came. They said, Anissa, why did you go out there? Why would you go out there and fight? My heart is beating. I'm like, in my head, oh, I didn't say it to them. In my head, I'm like, <laughs> well, to you now. guys don't want to. <laughs> fight because either you're tired you're old you're used to it you become complacent you're just saying that we'll leave it to god it is our future we are fighting for because yeah. no offense to like older people who are like 40s 50s i'm back no oh, offense no offense please but your future is over Oh, Charlie. <laughs> no, like, like they've, they've gone through everything they need to go through. We, mm-hmm. we are starting out. If we are going to leave this thing to fester and rot, in the end, it is us that it will affect. It is us who will have to suffer, to rebuild, to regrow. And honestly, it's better we start now than to wait for everything to die out before we are like, oh, I think it's time that, you know, we start thinking about... No, 
it, I don't, it shouldn't be too late for us to start doing stuff like that. So in terms of the protests and the money and all the effort that went to, to, did you get a sense of how difficult it will be to organize, a, like we are talking about a protest in December or maybe even sooner? Did uh, you get a sense of how difficult it would be and if it's something you would want to be part of, mobilizing people and... I'm, I'm open to like helping out within my capacity yeah, I don't want to overwork myself. <laughs> I don't because I know in this through through this whole period, one thing that was constantly playing on in my life is how each and every one of us in our fight for freedom needs to be very strategic and look at how best we can put our best foot forward at the best opportune time. Mm for like collective organizing because if i had woken up and gone early in the morning yeah and had been arrested too like would have all spent <laughs> I, I believe personally i believe that like where the struggle is reaching like where the collective struggle is reaching is reaching a point where that if there's an action for me to take and i don't take it ten thousand other people will rise up and take that action yeah. that's what i believe See. yes See. but Every like I, I idealistically yes, but the reality on the ground is if I didn't, we could have everybody, including me, if I'd gotten arrested, could have spent the night there. Yeah. But I want each and every one of us to think like critically, looking at what is happening in terms of like organizing for future protests. What is that specific thing that you are good at? That skill that you feel would come in handy because genuinely sometimes you like this was an eye-opener for me that like sometimes you are of more importance to the fight away from the front lines as people mm. would want to yes like there were people trying to interview us on the day because like they felt we were organizers but we were not we just were just volunteers who stood up and even yeah. we went for just one interview at tdp yeah. and even that one we we really like had to squeeze to be able to go yeah. and come because yeah. the work that we were swamped in was too much but then we we need to be more strategic about it and i would like put this out there to the event organizers open and ask Ghanaians are consent you'll get people you'll get people showing up because with Anissa and I, that was all we did. We were asking, oh, are you interested in this? Are yeah, you interested you in that? And everybody came up. All those it people... It seems like communication is still a big problem as far as mobilizing is concerned. Would you agree? It's 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 a dicey issue because, um, like, there is a need for things to be as decentralized as possible. That is the way um, collectively organizing to fight oppression works in the sense that if we are all rallying behind the leader mm. and nobody is moving. Everybody is waiting for instructions from this leader. Once the leader is bought, what happens? And we live in a, we live in a country where, um, I'll give an example. Uh, there was a scandal when E-Levy was being passed and there were articles and things in the media that the Momo agents have an association and then they are planning on going on strike if it's passed. Mm. Next thing we see, the certain government forms their own Momo agency, association. 
and organize a meeting with the president and present a placard to the president <laughs> congratulating him for passing. I, I, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So it's at a point where Ghanaians are angry, but I feel our problem is we are waiting for someone to get up and do something yeah, instead of all of us standing up to do something. Sometimes some people will stand up first and when you feel motivated, stand up and join them because when they are standing there alone, they are exposed. Yeah. So as for the standing up, everyone will need to stand up. So at this point, it shouldn't be about the organizers of the protest even reaching out. It should be us. Hey, when is the next protest happening? Personally, I can do this. Personally, this is what I can do. Mm. And I know for a fact that those who volunteered to work with us are ready. So the organizers need to like also put out, these are the things we need. People also need to, is anybody handling this? I can do that. Mm -hmm. Is anybody opening to this? I can do that. And I see a lot of ideas people have regarding the protests and things pop up on my tier. When I see I retweet, hoping that at least someone who is connected, mm -hmm. yes. But in terms of organizing, I have no idea. I don't, as I now, I don't even know if there's going to be a December protest. I just know as much as everybody knows from the tweets that we see, hey, December, we are yeah. getting yeah. the stream. Yeah. I don't know a location, yeah, I don't know the we... date, I don't know what the plan is, but I know that I would be there. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, now, I don't know I what you thought there. about the international protest and the fact that to the point you're making, people are also stepping up in those countries. Yeah. I don't know if you are in touch with them or they are also in their silos organizing protests in their country, mobilizing. Uh, I saw for New York, they have printed placards, which they are... They plan on shipping to other parts of America well, well, and then yes. finally Ghana yeah, for December. I, I saw something yeah. like that. And I mean, it just came to mind as you were talking about the fact that there's no figurehead. It's just yes. the universal frustration. Yes. No, like, it's at a point where uh, this started with Oliver and Democracy Hub, guys. But I believe at this point, if should anything happen and we see Oliver decide to side with the government. <laughs> Who vex? Not good. Yeah. Oh, you vex. You uh, know, no, you the city and who vex. Like, the people will get angry. Yeah. And um, one thing I'm also excited about with um, the protest was um, for a very long time, I've been in my corner where I'm fed up with both political parties. Yeah. And whenever I complain about it, my NDC mutuals will try and preach why they are the lesser evils to me. And the, the NPP mutuals will try to preach why the NDC is... The greater evil. The greater evil. And I'm just sick and tired of it. And when I see, when you meet people like this and you speak to them one-on-one -on -one and you say it, they agree that Ghana needs a change. But they believe the change is impossible from, from like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not going to come about if it doesn't come up within the system. And you find that these people believe that they are in the place that they are likely supposed to make the most change. But that doesn't happen because the system is stronger than the man. And this protest has exposed me to the fact that, Doji, you are not the only Ghanaian in Ghana who is fed up with hey. And the bubble Doctors, that's exactly... lawyers, unemployed students, they're all on the street. We are all fed up. And so... Like, if the people are ready to take a non-partisan stand, that idea seems to be more of a reality now than it was, like, the last election year mm -hmm. when um, people were basically 
bullying other people online because they said they would not vote. <laughs> but mm. yeah. Okay, so just to end things, I would just like to hear what your hope for Ghana's protest culture is moving forward. What Please you more. hope for it or what would disappoint you if for example, what do you want to see a year from now? I cannot I cannot speak to that honestly because I don't know hope. You if you had told me three months ago that I was gonna be sitting here and talking <laughs> about I wouldn't believe you. Yeah because personally um in terms of protests, I feel like we need to go back and read our history books and look at the structure of protests that work here. And the strategies. Exactly. The protests that won us independence. Because I feel like we are still neglecting yeah, the informal sector. Exactly. It when was, the numbers actually are. Yeah, the market women, the Kaya, even, even in terms of safety, like, um, we need, when we all gather and go and stand in the streets, like, they can send the police after us, they can send military. We've seen this government send police with hot water and rubber bullets against lawyers. Like, those who know the law. Those who mm -hmm. uphold Bro. it. That's why initially I didn't want to go for the protest, because lawyers were, were giving hot water. They were just passing the front. They were not even going to the house. That we are not then, that's that's how we are going to <laughs> occupy the <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Yes, I, uh, but we need we need the sit down strike protest. Like genuinely, if we all decide that uh, Monday when the podcast comes out after listening, it's okay. We will not go to work again. Nobody can do. Remember, no, you get me. Remember, remember when uh, the truck truck drivers and mates said they were going on strike, Look, and they went for just two days. They just spent two days playing ball at their station. The country yeah. went. Came to a stop. prices stabilized for, 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 for a few weeks. I don't know if you get me. This shows that like a number of our problems are manufactured out of corruption. It's, you know, it's not that they can't do, it's that they don't care enough to do it. Another so, example would be um when the protest didn't just end there, it went online. Mm -hmm. And it, the, the the hashtag has been going and you know there's yes, like, you know, all of that. Yes. I think I think when we ended on Saturday, Monday, we're still going strong. Tuesday, they said, and we're talking about um, how there's uh, the tax on the bill for sanitary parts and everything. The next day, they said they are rewriting the bill for the part. I said, ah. so they know what they can do. They know what we want, but they refuse it because to them, they already know that is one of our flaws as Ghanaians. We have the let's leave it to God mentality. Let's leave it God to God. God will do it for us. Let's, oh, let's just pray. Our let's just... They won't do it. Here we have a public step. image or your opinion yeah, for, but your opinion for, you will not do the right yeah. thing. <laughs> That's the thing. So I feel like what, with what he's saying, if we all decide, like if everybody decides that today we are not doing anything, the market women won't go to the market, you won't go Uber to the drivers office don't go. Uber drivers won't go, the church drivers, all the teachers, everything will come to a standstill. The Those are the top. Okay, no doctors have to go. We yeah, yeah, that would be well, 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 yeah, the emergency handling emergencies, but yeah. no consultation. If it's yeah. if, if 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 you are you are emergency will treat you, but if you are you are coming to. Doctor, it's like there's something. Uh, I mean, the unions can lock down this country. The most of the unions, yes, because yes, independence. Can, can yeah. Remember, the there was a sit-down strike. In Kruma mm -hmm. and the others were in prison, prison. and the citizens who said we yeah. are boycotting all businesses owned by foreign nationals. One, we are not going to work until you release our people. 
And that was when the self-government now, that increment was chanting. The people chanted it. And then they realized that... That sense of urgency is something yeah. that we haven't really tapped into yet. Because yes, yeah. they realized that it's, it's, Nkrumah was on the same page as everyday Ghanaians. Mm-hmm. And that is what we need. Mm-hmm. Everyone is a leader. So yes. if you want to meet with leaders, our leaders are our needs. You have to meet the needs of Ghanaians. Once you meet them, I will not be on the street shouting. I'll we'll be, be in my house. We'll be with our family, which we all want to do anyway. Yes. So I feel like but that's a, that's, yes. a, that's a good place to end things. It's. Okay. I want to just say that everybody online, Charlie, fighting, who showed up in person, I'm proud of you. And uh, it's, it's a lot. Like, there's a lot of mental strain yeah. to have to see the way people are fucking up your life back to back. Like, on the regular. Please... Take this off. I'm begging you. <laughs> Put like your this. phone down. Go and touch the grass. Like, Me go like to this. the beach. Have fun. Find like we are going to we are going to be doing this for a while. It's yeah, not it's not a one day fight. It's it might take us years. The f- idea of freedom. We, we don't know. We don't know how stubborn the beast we are fighting is. We are now going to be pushing and pulling yeah. until. Please remember to take breaks. Yeah, Something me myself. Bro. I'm learning, Charlie. Take breaks. <laughs> Me, I'm on a break. I've deleted all of my social media apps. Ah, I cannot do this. I'm so serious because I realized that after the protest, I didn't take a break. I was continuing, continuing, (laughs) continuing, continuing. So it's put a strain on me. So Mm -hmm. right now I'm taking a break. So please take a break for us, okay? Yeah, Yeah, I've gone back to working on my music. And also, you are a leader. You don't need to wait for somebody to take the first step before you take the first step. You are a leader in your own right. You can do it. It doesn't have to be Doji. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be Oliver. It doesn't have to be anybody. It is you. You yourself. Look at what is happening. The know I failed leaders thing has really made me see that. Hey, they really... Can I use swear words? Oh, feel free. <laughs> they really <laughs> fucked us over in this country. Bro, they they fucked us over. They scattered so, everything. The change starts with you. 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 The change. And you too. And and you you too. too. <laughs> like, it starts with you. you. So take breaks and the change starts with you. It also starts with your mentality. So, yeah. I'm so proud of all of Charlie, us. Yeah. All of us. Arise Ghana, you for all your country. Us. We have arisen. <laughs> It will take the country in spirit and in truth. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, thanks, thanks so much. Thanks Thank so much. Thanks so much for the, cha- the challenge. And we'll try and rest a little. Yeah. Rest. Yeah. Yeah. Rest. 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 And come for my late. show, please. Yes. I'm getting oh, yeah. a show. 20th of October. Uh, we can plan ourselves. Yeah. I'm, I'm turning my discography into like a live theatrical set it's yeah. 100 cities simple yeah, but if, right. if, if you get an early bird ticket like just check my social media pages the link and mobile money thing is there you get early bird ticket there's a discount please let's go yeah. support him and me to me i do youtube so that is my work i do youtube and bring her influenza game yeah. she's coming <laughs> from us bring me the woman of game. the people but yeah yes. thank you guys so much for you know everything thank you for having me shout out to gcr you people are doing amazing work we, we appreciate it. The media houses yeah, are not minding us. Cyril, Cyril, Cyril. Shout out to Cyril. Cyril. And the Gold Coast Report. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay.